is this the best value for money pay-per-view in the wrestling pantheon? £2.99 for two and a half hours more or less of the Pick Your Poison pay-per-view from UK Wrestling. Straight out of Batley. And actually, I'm quite impressed, to be honest. That You know, I really like UKW and um, they have been variable. And I've been very honest when they are, but this... This works, actually. Not all the time, but most of the time. It's slicker than usual. You've got Brett Hadley, disconnected Brett Hadley, I call him, because of his very laid-back um, kind of style. He uh, is in a three-man booth, and he's also doing the announcing, so that works, pulling the double duty. Gets in the ring, then goes back up to the, to the commentary plate. It's good. It works very nicely. First match is Billy O'Keefe versus Young Horus, or... Young Horus, if you like. It's all right. Billy O'Keefe is very good. Young Horus is okay. It's fast-paced and there are a lot of near falls at the beginning. Very good Hammerlock from Horus. And then he goes for a cattle mutilation, really. Doesn't get the arms up. So it's just a sort of arm lock, really. It's not great. There is a near two for O'Keefe from an electric chair face buster. That's as good as it sounds. And then the end comes with a go to sleep straight into a nasty DDT. When I say nasty, what I mean is quite brutal. DDT from O'Keefe. That's a go to sleep into a DDT. Very nice for the pin. He works really well, does O'Keefe. He's a face. People like him. And uh, it was a good match to start this. They went straight into a triple threat for the TV title. Kane Taylor, who's got a very nice new electric blue robe and a smart new haircut. That ponytail's gone, I'll tell you that. He's been the TV champion for quite some time. He's a big guy, not massively muscled, but a big guy who knows what he's doing and can really, really put it about in the ring. He's the person to beat. Well, he is the champion after all. Then you've got uh, Robert DeCaro and uh, Chase Alexander. Chase Alexander has a tash. It's a bit, it looks like a sort of, um, like a sort of uh, dieting magnum PA. Yeah, he wears a fur coat and he also carries a martini to the ring. Doesn't bring it into the ring, so that's good. Actually, this is all right, to be honest. Early on, Chase Alexander is thrown around by Kane Taylor. You'd expect that. Then there's a nice DDT from DeCaro. Um, a very good Alexander twisting face buster type move on um, on Kane Taylor. And when they're trying to go for a superplex, DeCaro and Alexander, Taylor can't resist it. He's running over there to hit a very quick Tower of Doom. Hits it very nicely, actually. Then a nice fall away slam. Holds him for ages from Taylor to Alexander and a side slam to Alexander for the pin. Alexander did a lot of the work here and afterwards the commentary team did say, showed me a lot. Well, he did a lot, so that's why it's good. DeMarco didn't have very much to do, to be honest. Kane Taylor remains someone who is gonna be able to do those moves, but not good behind the stick, I don't think. So they do the right thing with him, which is nobody can beat him. Put two men against him, you can't beat him. Nicely done, very good. Then Leone Rose was out. Now, I've liked Leone Rose recently. Didn't like her when I first watched UKW, but I like her kind of playground heel, if you like. You can't really hear what she's saying here, unfortunately. The fans don't like it, but I can't hear what it is. 
And then we have an impromptu match. Rose versus Anna Taylor. It's okay. It's almost as if they're desperate to show us just how good they can be. And so they're crowding out each other's work a bit. There's a very nice neck breaker and hold on arm ringer with a kick to the face off the ropes from Taylor. And she eventually wins with a DDT, which is a surprise. As the, as, um, the commentary team say, I wasn't ready for that match. Well, it was impromptu. <laughs> That's the reply. Yes, so there you go. Nobody was ready for the match. And um, it was okay. It was nothing special, but it was okay. They didn't really gel, but it wasn't bad. Now, straight on to Gunnarsson, big bloke. And now um, Ian Creed, who now calls himself Ian Creep. This is part of the Genesis brand. Now, is that a brand that the UKW have, um, have created? I really should have done my research, but you know what? I can't be bothered. So is that sort of a, a brand thing where they've got people who we haven't seen before very much? Could be that. And this is an okay match. They're both big blokes. Um, Ian Creed, now Ian Creep, uh, has got has carried a, carries a bag to the ring, which looks like he's got some kind of dripping meat in it. Um, he shouts a lot, so the, the crowd don't really like him very much. He doesn't seem early on to have much wrestling style, but he settles in nicely. At one point, he, he throws Gunnison to the buckle for the face first, and Gunnison really sells that. Hits the buckle hard. Very nice. Straight into a, a very nice creep backbreaker. And a cannonball so full on that he sort of folds himself up and can't really get out of it pretty much. The crowd are chanting, you're a creep, all the way through this. They really commit to it, which I like to see. Gunnison then hits a very nice air raid crash for a long two. You'd expect that, really. But off the ropes is a brutal knee... From, from Creep, as Gunnarsson cannons off the ropes, he hits him right in the, the jaw and gets the pin from it. And it does seem, I thought, first of all, a knee, a high knee, getting a pin. But actually, he managed, you really see him hit the jaw and there's a reason for that pin and there is a reason why that is the pin and it follows on beautifully. Well done, UKW. Excellent. Now, this is a bit of an, uh, of an oddity, really, because you've got Tommy Dillon, who I'm not very keen on, really. He's now a face. Wasn't he a heel at the last pay-per-view I saw? Didn't he get the golden ticket, wasn't he? Versus Confused Steve, whose stick I don't like too much, so I'm very glad that he's allied himself with J- with J-Row, who, of course, is the heavyweight champion, and a heel, and I like his stick, so Steve might be going over to the dark side. That would be good, actually. This is a kickboxing match. You heard me right. A kickboxing match. Steve's done a bit. Tommy Dillon hasn't done much. Off anything, it seems, when you see him in the ring, to be honest. And it's refereed by Mustafa Khan, who knows a thing or two about kickboxing. He's wearing his glasses and and a T-shirt with some kickboxing logo thing on it. It's all right, this, though, you know. Early on, straight away in fact, Steve just rabbit punches um, Dylan and he's told off immediately about that. They're punching and windmilling punches but it's uncoordinated. There are some very big ski kicks even early on. Then at the end of the first round, there were three three minute rounds here, as you might expect. Dylan is digging in some punches in the corner. In the second round, 
At one point, Steve just gets a kick right on Dylan's ear, and Dylan puffs his cheeks out as if to say, this is serious stuff, actually. Round three, immediately, you get um, a Steve kick to the back of the head. He kind of curls his foot round and smacks him one, and then as he's going down, a punch. <laughs> That's not allowed, is it? It's not. And Steve is chatting a bit with um, chatting shit, I think they call it, in the in certain areas of certain urban collaborations. And Mustafa Khan doesn't like that. He, uh, he grabs Steve warmly by the throat and shakes him about a bit. Then Steve vacates the ring with, with J-Row and uh, Dylan is holding his stomach for some reason. Maybe it knocked him sick. Yeah, so Steve could be a bad guy. Dylan's won, but he doesn't feel like he's won. And that was an interesting diversion, but only that. They do tell us at the time that um, Mustafa Khan will be pulling double duty tonight. We'll be seeing him later on. Okay, here's the Round the Clock Championship. The whole idea of the Round the Clock Championship, and we've seen some very poor footage in the past about this, they can't quite get it right, is that it's like the WWE 24-hour championship. Well, um, it's very, very like that. But Andrew Jepson has the belt, and he's going to face Sheikh McToom in the ring. But the idea of the 24-hour championship, or round the clock, is that anybody can get it at any time. So you can, get, you, can, you can be getting out of the bath, and somebody could smack you with a loofah and get it. You can be getting your shopping, and someone could eat you with a tin of beans and get it. It doesn't usually take place in the ring, so it's a bit weird, but um, Andrew Jepson, who I've not been high on at all, and I know they like him in UKW, has slimmed down a bit and looks alright. McToom is now a face because people seem to like him, he was a heel. It's very interesting to see the way this has changed, so quickly it seems to me. Jepson plays with him throughout most of this match. There's a big thing about him having done the swing before, you know, the Cesaro swing. And Muktoon being so, so, um, uh, so suffering from vertigo, because of it, I suppose. And um, he does that as well in this. And the, the great thing is that the commentary team are counting with it. You get to seven and a half swings, 7.5 rotations. That's really nice, actually. Muktoon gets out of the ring, takes a drink from a fan. And as they point out in the, in the commentary team, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't drink from that now, and I wouldn't drink from that if you were the fan now, considering the situation we're in. Yeah, there is a small thing. Give us a P, give us an A, give us an N. What do you got? Pandemic. Okay, so back in the ring, there's a big deal from, 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 uh, from Jepson and a slam, and then he holds him for ages before hitting a lovely fall away slam throw thing, really. He likes the butterfly suplex to his Jepson, but here he can't even be bothered to do that. Picks him up in the butterfly, just slams him. It's really one-sided, all of this. To be honest with you, that's the pin, the butterfly slam. Brett has to go away to the back and come back with the belt down the walkway as he's announcing Jepson as the winner. Jepson's smiling throughout the whole of this. It wasn't all that good, because the reason for the... Tw- well, I'll explain that, haven't I? It just seems weird to have it in the ring, and it just seems weird that he's um, brutalised or used Muktoom in the way he wants to. Maybe this is playing into a long angle 
and Mokhtoon will win it back. But he could do that. Well, um, well, Jepson was out playing lacrosse. He could smack him with a lacrosse mallet and win it, couldn't he? If he was playing lacrosse, if he's part of a lacrosse club, you know. You know where I'm going with this. Okay, next. We've got uh, Mustafa Khan, who's coming back again, versus Brett Savage. This is going to be a submission match. Brett Savage is known as being some, somewhat savage. I mean, the clue's in the name. Uh, and he wanted Mustafa Khan. He, he's going for Khan. I thought Mustafa Khan was going to retire. Not that I want you to. Please don't take that as red that he wants to retire. No, I don't. I didn't mean that. No, don't. No, no, no. I don't like the look on your face. No, no, no. Keep, keep away. No, I don't. Right, just hear what I've got to say, okay? I think you'll like it. This is a good match. He's not smiling, but he's kind of grinning. Looks like he's got wind. Anyway, I think you'll like this. So it's a brutal feel to this, actually. Huge. Absolutely phenomenally large. Phenomenally large. Khan chop. And, Sa- and Savage looks really hurt by that. He looks like, oh my God, that was awful. It's There's some good moves in this, actually. Lots of leg locks and that kind of thing. In the end... Khan wins from a guillotine that he really cinches in. And the great thing is that you don't just end it there. Savage tries to get out of it. He tries to stand up with Khan. Khan's too big. Goes back down. Tries to stand up again. Khan's too big. He's expending a lot of energy. Finally, he goes out. And Khan really is wrenching on that. It's good. And there's some respect afterwards. And actually, respect during from me. Because that's a good match. People were up for it. Khan is always over. He shouldn't retire yet. You shouldn't retire yet, mate. And um, it's one of the highlights of the night, to be honest. The final match is a a six-man tag, which is okay. It's the Lion Kings, Enserico, or Enserico, uh, with Sedgwick, and Mustafa Khan is pulling triple duty. My word, they're getting their money's worth out of him, aren't they? Versus the collective. Now, that's Henry Winter. Henry Winterman, if as I like to call him. And Cayman Carlisle with J-Row. They're the bad guys, aren't they? So, yeah, it's it's actually... It's an OK match. And Serico shows me a lot here, actually. He's part of the Tag Team Champions, one part of that. And um, it has its way with J-Row early on. The whole thing breaks down early and everyone's smacking everybody else, which is good to see. There are some massive, there's a massive uh, Mustafa Khan chop. He's really going for it. He's got a whole plate of chops here tonight. It could open a bloody butcher's shop, I'm telling you that. He smacks Winterman with one of those and there's people in the crowd are shouting one more time. Yeah, I was shouting that as well, actually. There's a Sedgwick in Zaguri, which knocks Carlisle inside out. Carlisle really sells it well. Beautifully done. Looks so smooth. And then Khan gets in. Takes them all on. They're all in different corners. The bad guys. And he just goes to take them all on. It's lovely. At one point, there's another nice move where um, two of them are trying for a suplex. And then um, and then J-Row comes in to help his team. And then Sedgwick thinks, I'll have a go at that. After all, I am the boss of the company. Yes, I've walked the house. Yes. And he comes in and they have a sort of, I'm going to suplex your team. I'm going to suplex your team. Even though the goodies win, I mean, I think Henry Winter falls on Khan during that. 
not, can't be very nice for him. But it's actually going all right, this. And then Enserico, Enserico gets Winter up on his shoulders. Not for long, but he gets him up there for a Samoan drop. That is extraordinary. And they give him the pin with a nice kind of brain buster type move on Carlisle. That's good. Afterwards, Jero's not happy. Of course he's not happy. He's got that kind of character. But this will have sent the punters home happy because it went smoothly. Everything worked. Some of the matches were better than others, but all of them were pretty good. The action was great. There was nothing that I thought, oh, that wasn't fantastic, was it? This is a great card. And actually, I've only paid £2.99 for it. Do have a look for it on Fight TV. It's called Pick Your Poison, and I think you will pick these pay-per-views again when you've had a look at that one. See what I did there? <laughs> Ta-ta.